I just realized um, that I didn't put socks on, so you can see my toes. I don't know if we should – should we blur those? For, For free? free? <laughs> <laughs> Look at those dogs! <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Lit by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to leave your entire family just because, like, why not? Why not do that? You're just quirky like that. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you had a very happy new year. We missed you. Some of us more than others. (laughs) No, we're so excited to be back for season two of Lit by Moonlight. Woohoo! <laughs> we did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my go. <laughs> Listen, usually we're staring right at a computer and we have all the notes in front of us, so I'm under pressure. This week and for the next few weeks, and probably off air until the day we die, we're going to be talking about Our Flag Means Death and giving a episode-by-episode breakdown of season one. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all in preparation for season two, which will probably be coming out sometime this year. It's supposed to. It will. I just need some information. <laughs> I just need to know, like, when. I got to plan ahead. You know, I'm an agenda girl. I'm a color-coded agenda girl. I need to, like, yeah. kind of be able to say, oh, this is when this is happening. And so far, I don't have that, so. Yeah, I also don't believe it's actually happening. Yeah, I kind of so. don't either. But I also don't really believe this show exists. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like a... What's the opposite of a truther? A falser. <laughs> a false. When it comes to the show. <laughs> because you guys liked our first reaction episode so much Thank from you. back in June, we oh, thought we would you. try it again by giving you a little bit more of a breakdown. Um, and we're going to start today with what, Galen? Episode one, the pilot. The pilot. I think we should start off by talking a little bit about um, how we first found out about this show. I know we talked about this a yeah. little bit in our last episode, but it might be worth rehashing, I think, for anybody new. Yeah. Paying attention. Um, I found out about it on Tumblr because, uh, like, one person was, like, watching it, and I was just, like, scrolling through, and I was like, okay, I see a lot of people talking about this. Didn't know what it was about. Just knew it was about pirates. And then... I was like, oh, I'll put it on my watch list. I don't know what this is. And then um, I saw that one of the little guys in the GIFs, I'm a GIF person, I'm sorry, um, was uh, Reese Darby, and I watched Wrecked, which I love with my whole entire heart. And um, I was like, oh, he's in this. I'll give it a go. And then I watched it, and my entire life was changed. So who can say I can change for the better? Yeah. Yeah. Um, How about you? Yeah, I think you told me about it. I did. If we well, immediately forced it I upon you. I think it'd be really funny if, like, this this episode, I gave a completely different reason for how, like, a completely different justification for how I found out about it than yeah. in the last episode. Because in the last episode, I certainly said that you told me about it, and that's kind of watching it. But what if this time around, I was like, oh, I was just online one day. <laughs> I made this, actually. I actually made the show. Oh, wow. So. You're the David Dinkins. I'm Tumblr David account. Dinkins. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, I heard about it from you, and I was, I think I was already thinking about watching it, thank you, (laughs) (laughs) I was already thinking about watching it, but, um, I think I needed, like, I needed a trusted source to seal the deal, which is where you came in, (laughs) so I appreciate that, and I think that's kind of how we ended up here, um, 
so many months later still talking about this show and like praising it and obsessing over it. It's been and reading really dirty, dirty fan fiction about it. <laughs> um, how long has it been since you last watched the show? Um, I think the last time I watched it was in November. So like very, very early in November because another friend um, started watching it and I was mm. watching it along with her. Mm. And then I forced myself not to watch it <laughs> because I knew we were going to be doing this. And I was like, I want it to all be fresh. Yeah. And um, for some reason, <laughs> like the depression and anxiety were worse in those two months without <laughs> it. Because <laughs> the second we popped it on today, I was like, aha, everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> everything's everything's fine. fine. There's still good things in the world. Yeah. I think the last time I watched this was August. Yeah. Um, with you and then another one of our friends. This is so as you can see, this is just what we do for a living as we go yeah. and we tell other people to watch the show with us and we do that. Yeah. So um welcome. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like um that was the last time and then I, I didn't really think I, I kinda like forgot it all so that I could when I watched it again yeah. I could kind of watch it with like a fresh a fresh um perspective and everything, which I think was beneficial, but also meant that when some things happened this episode <laughs> yeah. I was like Oh, yeah. I almost started crying at the end of it. I know. I know. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, let's let's take it slow. Sliding back into one of our favorite shows of this year. So about this episode, um, for those of you who maybe haven't watched it in a while or you're not watching it and you're just watching us for some reason, kinky, but okay. Um, like, basically... It's kind of like an introduction to the whole show, yeah. as most pilot episodes it are. It definitely sets the tone for the entire show. It sure does. Like, <laughs> you've got this guy who's like a pirate, a gentlemanly pirate, if you will. Steed Bonnet is his name, based on um, the actual Steed Bonnet, but not completely, because one was probably, like, horrific, and this one is just some guy. Um, He's just some guy. <laughs> and we kind of get like a sneak peek, a little slice of life in this first episode um, into understanding exactly like what what happens on this ship called the Revenge where he is with his crew and like what do they do and what are their little like mishaps and tomfooleries that they <laughs> partake in day in and day out, which was kind of what this was about. But there was also kind of this underlying heaviness because you also start to learn in like little blinks uh, little flashes of, of scenes like what could also be going on underneath yeah. when it comes to Steed and how his character is a little more complimented, complicated how his character is a little more complicated than I think um, the show initially lets on. Yeah, I, I think that was kind of what like hooked me on the show was because it wasn't just like I mean, I was going to be here for like silly pirates and stuff, yeah, yeah. but like I think like the second that it flashes back to Steed's um, like childhood where you see that his father was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just like, okay, so there's something more here. But more so um, than that was just, like, I think, like, those moments were me going, okay, so this is going to be a little bit more of, of serious undertones in the show. It's not just going to yeah. be all silly fun times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> boy, was I not prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think more so than even those flashbacks were the ones with Mary because um, his wife yeah yeah because you find out that he left her and um my favorite part was when um it flashes back and the first flashback scene he's like separated from the rest of his family right so like in your head you're like 
oh, his family hates him or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's like, they're the problem. Right, <laughs> like, right. Um, but then, like, at the very end, we see it again, and he's, like, right with them. So you're just yeah. like, what's what the true? truth? Yeah. <laughs> so he's kind of like an unreliable narrator in that sense. Yeah. Which I really like. So that, at the end there, got me. I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing. I want to know more. Right, right. I really appreciate shows like that, that they'll show you little blinks from the past, and you kind of get a hint of what might have happened, but you don't exactly know. Um, this is something we recently encountered. We both just watched Fleabag together. Oh, to God. <laughs> where it's like they do that. It's one of my favorite tools, I think, in like uh, in, in filmmaking and it is when you're kind of able to tell a little bit of the story, like a little increment, but not give it all away. Mm-hmm. And it's like that main character, they know what happened, but you don't. So it's kind of your job throughout the whole season to figure out what exactly is up with them. Yeah. I love that. I'm just thinking about it now. <laughs> I, it's so fresh for me. I just, we're not talking about that right now, but go watch Fleabag bring tissues i'm sorry <laughs> as someone who's already seen the show watching it with you it was like all you could hear if you were just the two of us sitting on the couch you'd see her just like oh and then you're just going <laughs> violently <laughs> sobbing <laughs> silent but violent sobbing um so like what hooked you when it came to this very very first episode caitlin um well definitely like i was saying like the flashbacks but right the comedy of it all was so <laughs> specific yeah. and like I feel like for my favorite sense of humor like my my sense of humor is like um I look to the movie Airplane yeah <laughs> <laughs> which we just rewatched the other night um I feel I watched that when I was uh younger and it fe- I feel like that really like shaped what I find is funny. Right. Um, and um, just the things I find funny, which is the stupid little shit. Yeah. That really isn't that funny at all, but yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and also just, like, like dry humor, but also, like, humor in the way that it makes you think. Right. Or, like, in, like, structure. So, like, one of my favorite lines in this show is um, every pirate captain, Captain Pirates captain's pirates differently yeah <laughs> just like yeah. those words i don't know I was just like <laughs> nice <laughs> like just stuff like that um but i think what really got me was just like the i think just the performance of it all because i feel like reese darby in this show is just so captivating to watch yeah and like every little movement he does or how he says things yeah. is just comedic in a way he's very so, animated yeah it was fun it, like the whole scene where they're um looting the fishermen on the right. boat of just his struggling on the ladder and get back over. Like, what is he doing <laughs> so it's just like you can't not watch him so i think that Literally. definitely helped for me what about you um yeah i think i think for me um it's kind of a mix of two things it's the humor first yeah because i think i love airplane i think that's a really good reference yeah um for me it was also it reminds me a lot, it's this kind of like a monty python of it all like it very much looks like it just has like the same level of silliness and I love silliness like um and not in just like a slapstick way which I is not my favorite genre of comedy but more in like a ironic like surely you can't be serious well I am and don't call me Shirley (laughs) type of way um which is something like I immediately appreciate about this show like there's just something kind of ridiculous about it yeah um, the second thing, and this is kind of a conglomerate of things, but I think it's really important to talk about and praise is the detail. Mm, um, yeah. Like, and I start, I'll start with costumes because I think this, I mean, this is, we're talking about the pilot episode. This is kind of the time and place to, to really judge the aesthetics of the show. Um, the costumes are so detailed. 
Like, yeah. so intricate. That's, like, the first thing I made a note of when we rewatched this is there's just, like, this, like, really, really keen awareness of, like, who every person is because mm-hmm. Steed, for example, has, like, this frilliness, this almost, like, um, coquette girl <laughs> vibe about him. Like, with the with the frilly lace and the little black tie. I was yeah. like, ooh, woo, girl. Um, <laughs> you know, and then, like... Uh, the English, like, have very, like, defined costuming. Mm-hmm. There's just something so fascinating about this. This is something we were talking about the other day, how, like, yeah. a lot of Netflix shows, for example, they can have incredible costuming and incredible attention to detail, but also just have no substance and be kind of shitty. What do you think? <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I liked how, um, I was, like, paying attention to that, too, with all of the, like, the rest of the crew members, like, not just Steed, but, like, how... You kind of get to know a little bit about the crew just through their through their costuming. Um, specifically, right. Black Pete, because yeah. I feel like he he has this like for no reason a horseshoe. On him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that does or why. It's for funsies. He, he doesn't seem like the one to be like this is for good luck, but yeah. just like the like I gotta look tough. <laughs> ah, but a horseshoe on my belt or something. Yeah. So like I kind of liked that detail of just like. I feel like that also, like, shows more about him, where it's just like, it might not make sense, but he thinks it's cool. Yeah, he thinks it's cool. <laughs> that's, that's who he is. <laughs> he's so cringy in the best way possible. Sorry, the other thing about Blackbeat that's really funny is he's wearing these super muted rainbow pants. Yeah. And when he starts talking when in the flag scene, there's a lens flare that's rainbow, oh, which yeah. is so funny and, like, randomly and okay. Also- it also happens when Steed, like, walks on the stairs for the first time. You see, like, a little blip of rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you should have known. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> like, what does it mean? <laughs> like, who would have seen that coming? <laughs> oh, not I. Not you. <laughs> not me. But, yeah, and also, like, um, even when, like, the crew gets all dressed up for the party, or not party, but the um, dinner with the English, like mm-hmm. how they all have Steve's clothes on. I feel like even like the ones that were chosen kind of fit them in a way. Yeah, no, um, exactly. How? Couldn't tell you, but it just feels right. So. Well, I felt the same way about the flags. Like each person made a flag that kind of yeah. like went with who they are. Like Alu's was very much like he like thought about the functionality of the flag and like mm-hmm. how it would go up because he's like very functional like intelligent like thoughtful person yeah and like um Frenchies was like a cat in it because he's so conspiratorial and he thinks like cats are (laughs) cats are like you know violent um so I feel like what I love about the show is immediately you can tell that there's like a lot of attention played not just to detail but like character detail and like characterization yeah um which is like something I really appreciate because sometimes I think it's really easy for you to just get into like a oh that person they're like the feminine one so they're just like that's their personality yeah or like oh that girl she's like the girly one so she's gonna wear pink all the time but not actually like dive into that more and kind of talk more about what that means and I I like that because in a way they're all wearing like the same type of garb they're all pirates yeah but there's incremental little things that they do or say or that they're wearing that tell you more about how they differentiate from everybody else yeah and I feel like I almost thought they were gonna go into like one of those tropes with Jim at the end because they take off their disguise and everything. And the first thought is, oh, it's a woman pretending to be a man so they can fit in. Right. Like, obviously, that's not the complete truth. But, like, I thought they were going to play into that. And I'm glad they didn't 
go into those types of tropes where it's like this is this person right this is that person like you were saying yeah like well that's the thing right like it doesn't end up being the truth at all like and and um we won't talk about that yet because yeah spoilers but like <laughs> yeah. later in the season that's something that becomes like a big thing because yeah. you know that's kind of what I was thinking too is like Oh, and honestly, even at the beginning of the episode, I was like, oh, so Jim's character is just mute and it's going to be like a whole bit where like yeah. eventually in like three seasons from now, they say something. I remember thinking in that scene where Jim and Oluwande are like with Steed and right. um, uh, in his cabin and they're like all sitting with him. I remember like looking at Jim the first time I watched this, I was like, Things up, something fishy here. Right. <laughs> they kept like like putting their hat down or just like was kind of in the background, like trying to like make themselves small right. or something. And I was like, what's going on there? But yeah, I had nothing else to say about that. <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking about the show. <laughs> um, and, and like I, I mean, it goes beyond that too because I also think what I love about the show is there's just something there's something. I can't really put my finger on it. I said trying to put my finger on it. <laughs> um, there's something beautiful about it. Yeah. Like, so another thing that I love about this episode is I think this is where it really shows its teeth. Because mm-hmm. um, I think some would argue that doesn't really happen until later when we meet a certain character. Right. But I think that it's when we meet the revenge that we really kind of get a sense of what the show could be. It's kind of like a show and tell of, look at how much work we put into this. Like, this is what this is. It, I think it's the, I almost want to say episode one is probably the best representation of what this show is yeah you know um because i mean you get taken across the deck you get to see the ship itself you get to see all of the detail put into like creating the masks and the masks and the ropes um when you go underneath and you see steed's cabin it's so Mm -hmm. incredibly detailed and like there's just i remember watching it this time and just like my people's dilating because there's just not (laughs) one thing that's out of place it's all beautiful yeah the production design of the show is incredible because i genuinely thought like oh they must have filmed some of this on the water no (laughs) they did it it's all in the studio which i think is really cool and i feel like it's just i don't know it to me like it this episode is like all warm and fuzzy to me because like mm-hmm. watching it, I'm just like, oh, it's just a silly little show about like all these people just trying their best. Right. And I find that um, what I really liked is Ste- how Steed interacts with the crew mm-hmm. because he's just like, he seems like, first of all, such a dad to yeah, them yeah. in a way where he's just like, all right, we got to work on our communication. Like, what do we do? We talk right. it through. And like, you can tell like this is something that happens a lot with them. Right. Because like, they've clearly talked about this before because we john was like oh, yeah we talk it through come on guys like, right right this is what right we do um right but also just the fact that like he's like he knows that some of them have had a bit of trauma in their past because he mentions it right and um how he's like okay how do we work these feelings out we're gonna do arts and crafts <laughs> yeah it's like a kindergarten class and yeah and like i like how he goes around to each one of them and he's just like oh what are you yeah, doing today that's nice yeah what are you doing and like trying to get to know more about them and doing that right which i think and we'll talk about this later on but i feel like it really says how like he was definitely able to communicate better better with his kids yeah than he could with his wife right um and i had a lot of big revelations about that when we were watching this episode but can't talk about that yet because we have a missing piece so and what is that missing piece i'll tell you in episode three. Oh, i guess we're waiting <laughs> okay um i guess well i think it doesn't hurt to touch on that a little bit now though like yeah i think like what we learned about his character now in 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 tandem with everything you just said is like 
there's like kind of this childlike personality that he has. He's very yeah. soft. He's very frilly. He's very yeah. He's 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 kind of like a kid at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of love that because immediately you get these. Fla- we're talking about the flashbacks earlier. Yeah. When you see the flashbacks, you also see that like you've got this father who's trying to instill these like super hyper masculine. Um, ideals on him yeah um and like immediately spains paints him as like this spoiled like little like cleanly man who will never know what it means to like chop a goose's head off or a duck's head off (laughs) whatever winged bird that was in the beginning (laughs) um and i don't know i feel like uh, there's just something about that that really sticks with me and i think will hopefully come back later in the season for Mm -hmm. some of you who watch at home is like that sense that um He's not just, like, fighting this desire to be something that he's not. He's also fighting, like, who he already is. Yeah, I feel like, um, like, in the, the scene with Chauncey where he's just like, you like to pick flowers and do all this, like, and you would cry. And he's like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, he never, like, denies it. Yeah. He's just very much like, yeah, that's me and I still like it. Like, I feel like he really, like, protects that inner child yeah. that he has in him. And, like, he's not going to, like, like, now that he's on this pirate ship and he had he is a little like walked away from his life where he was supposed to like molded into something that he didn't want to be right like he can embrace those things Mm -hmm. and i liked seeing that like he didn't try and deny that when he was confronted with his you know childhood bully where i feel like any other show would have been like what no i didn't do that right what are you talking about but he's just like yeah i did yeah i am who i am yeah (laughs) Yeah, and I think I think there's in part some unapologeticness there, but I think there's yeah. also because there's this desire to be like this brooding pirate and to do to do things that he's not used to because he's spent all of his life like kind of pampered. Yeah. Um that there's like it does seem like there's a little bit of like a a conflict there between like who he is and who he's always been and like who he could be and um, I hope he kind of gets to that why not both place. <laughs> Poor Kate Lillis does. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for you to say that. Um, so, Caitlin, what was your favorite part of episode one? Um, I, I really liked when he bonked Chauncey on the back of the head. Uh, or no, not, not Chauncey, Nigel. Sorry. When he bonked Nigel on the back of his head and um, when... Lucius and Olawande go into his cabin like because at first I didn't realize that like you can hear like the squelch of the sword going through his eyeball yeah um but I didn't realize that happened at first so when they cut to like when he's like oh I need a little bit of help in here and he's like I use the stun move and it cuts to that image of badminton like just with the sword shoved through his eye and Lucius goes yeah no he looks pretty stunned that was the funny I remember laughing so freaking hard at that the first time I watched it and I was just like this show's good <laughs> like this is funny and just uh like the whole sequence of Olawande telling him like you need to tell the crew you did this on right. purpose and then cut to him going like I did this on purpose <laughs> and I'm like yeah yeah you got it but let's go <laughs> I don't know there's something about like I feel like I was already going to continue the show mm-hmm. um at this point but there's just something about the comedy of that scene that really just like had me laughing so hard. I'm like, I need to see how this continues. Like how, like he just killed this uh, big guy in the British Navy. Like, what's he gonna do now? He has two hostages. What's up? Um, <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good one. Yeah. I think kind of similarly. I love that scene where it's um, it's it's Steed 
um, Alu and then uh, Nigel like laying there with the sword through him and then you see like Lucius off to the side in this chair sitting like looking out <laughs> um, and it wasn't like the scene itself but it was just the image of it that I love because it, rem- yeah. it in this first episode in particular every single scene if you think hard enough about it looks like yeah. a renaissance painting it does. <laughs> yeah. which I think is kind of like a great nod to like uh, Taika Waititi as a director mm-hmm. because I think he's one of those directors that does like a really good job of creating not just like a scene but like um ah oh, like a like, like a whole space yeah like yeah. when you put something when you put your books on a shelf and you color code them yeah like that's yeah. what it reminded me of a lot yeah. um it, you know there's this classic picture of uh Texas senator ted cruz with like all of the microphones oh, around yeah. him and the light coming down yeah um in in the uh in the at the capitol building and that's what it reminded like it reminded me over and over again. Yeah. And then there are probably actual Renaissance paintings that better equate to like what I'm saying. But um I just love that. Yeah. Um and there's going to be a couple scenes down the line in related episodes where I felt the same way. Yeah. Um and I think if I could say like if I wanted to sell the show to somebody, I would probably say this and they maybe they wouldn't believe me at first, but I think the filmmaking, I think that the actual act of of directing and producing a show like this is a marvel. Yeah. Um, like, there's just, ooh, like, I throw up immediately on the <laughs> There's just such attention to, like, color and, yeah. like, po- po- like, posing and, um, like, choosing the right angles that I really deeply admire. Yeah, even the lighting. Like, I really liked the lighting towards the end. Like after, Attention to weather, yeah. Yeah, after everything um, is done and they've got the two hostages and... Um, the crew are, you know, tormenting them, but then Lucius and Elawande are just, like, talking together, being like, he's not the greatest captain, but right. eh, it'd be better than anybody else like, at this point. And yes. just, like, like the, the gold the gold against all of their little fancy outfits that they're still wearing, and then also just, like, that tracking shot of yes. going up to Steed as Moondog plays in the background is it's just so pretty, and it's just, like, <laughs> so nice to look at. <laughs> Yeah. So, which I just, I think, helps, like, drive a show. If it's, like, you can't stop looking at it. So yeah. You're not going to stop watching it. So. Yeah, like, this, the contrast is probably belonged into a thought earlier in the episode, but the contrast of, like, Steed's, like, light blue outfit mm-hmm. against everything else, all the browns and reds yeah. and golds in the episode just really, like, eats me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, the gold at the end. Um, If you actually look up, like, set videos and you see how... uh those shots were filmed and like what they used to do that i feel like you gasp because it's so unbelievable um there's like a there's like a surrealness about the setting right yeah um that i feel like it has to be so hard to capture it reminds me a little bit of like the dread pirate robert scenes in um uh the princess bride oh yeah like there's all of this color and it almost it almost looks like a play set it almost looks like it was done inside of like a large theater or yeah. like a large sound studio but it like it, at the same time you believe it you know yeah. so much so that it made some of the crew and cast sick seasick Which so kind of hilarious yeah <laughs> truly truly yeah. so um any standout characters just from the first episode that um, you want to give flowers to so i love frenchie so much. I I think he he's kind of what I mean. He's the first character that you see, um, in the show, and right? His little song, 
and uh, I like that it started off with a song too because I was just like immediately like oh this is fun right um, but I feel like he almost like sets the tone for like how like silly the show can be like yeah. in such a fun way and like how funny it is um, just with like all of his like little quips and everything um, so I really liked him I love how he's terrified of cats for no reason yeah um, that's how it keeps coming up yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I just think he's a fun character to watch because he always ha- – I feel like he just always has, like, some banger lines yeah. in the background. Like, even just, like, the simple ones that, that, like, I feel like say a lot about his character. Like, when he's just like, oh, can you pass this to me, pretty please? And mm-hmm. he goes, cheers, me dears. And I'm like, you're so, cheers, my dears. You're so cute. Like, what's going on? Obsessed with him. Um, But also, on this watch, I paid a lot of attention to Wee John. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, he's so fun. Um, What I love about him is that – you know, obviously, like, um, at first glance, like, he's this big, tough guy or yeah. whatever. But really, when it comes down to it, like, he's talking about how he's like, yeah, we should kill Captain. Bless you. <laughs> um, we should kill Captain and, like, um, totally mutiny and, like, do all this stuff. Like, he sucks at what he's doing. Right. And he even, like, uh, says, like, this is, like, a disgrace and everything. Right. Um, but at the same time, he's always the one who's like, yeah, but, like, he reads the stories, like he does the voices and yeah, everything, he does the and he, keep, he keeps like I think a couple different times he talked about story time or about like what Steve would do that someone else wouldn't. Right. And um, he's the one who ends up crying at the end right. for like o- over um, the wooden boy. Right. And so I just thought like I loved that um, that softness that's to his character, and that's not played for laughs at all. Like that's another thing that I like about the show is like anything that could easily be played for laughs just to, like, make fun of someone. Never is. Yeah. Which I love. Um, also, he was playing the harpsichord in the scene when they're all getting dressed, and that's the first time that I noticed this. I know. And I watched this show an ungodly amount of times. So I was like, wait, he's playing the music right now. I know. <laughs> so I really I, I really enjoy him. So I, I think I'm going to, like, pay more attention to his character. Yeah, around for sure. that's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> that's an excellent idea. Um, uh, for me, uh, I think this episode I actually paid. I, I think in previous watches I paid a lot more attention to the crew. Mm-hmm. This episode I paid a lot of attention to Steed. Yeah, and I think it was just in part because like whoever did his big summer blowout for this episode <laughs> knew what they were doing. Like yeah. he looked great, but also because um, I think like he really is like a super animated actor. Restarby yeah. is. To the point where I was like just watching his facial reactions to things. Mm-hmm. There are some actors like they just kind of know like what to do, how to like how to play something off in, yeah. in like the perfect way, and also a way that you wouldn't even think of, or mm-hmm. that like maybe somebody who was like doing an acting challenge on TikTok wouldn't think to do. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you know the bar's low, um, yeah. but uh, I really really enjoyed that. I yeah. really did. I feel like that has to come with like most of his roles up until now have just been like the comedic relief shitty no, I'm just <laughs> no, no but like every I, I feel like every role that i've seen him in like no matter how far down the the lineup that you are the call sheet mm-hmm. um he still steals the scene mm-hmm. and like the first thing like first thing i've ever seen him in was he was in an episode of x-files the reboot right. one right. and he was he was the monster of the week in that episode uh, yeah but he was so iconic and just the, his delivery <laughs> there's like one scene where um 
in that episode, like, he's in a drive-thru, right. and his character is, like, this alien thing. Right. Um, and he's in a drive-thru, but he's not in a car. He's just standing there, and he's um, asking, like, he's like, okay, I'll have this, and I'll have that. And then the person on the, the drive-thru thing's like, sir, you have to be in a car in order to go through the drive-thru. And he just looks at, looks at it and goes, why? <laughs> just, like, it's one oh, word. But the delivery of it was so funny. And I, and I just th- I think about that so much, and I just feel like when you're given those roles where it's like okay you're only here for two minutes right sell it but you have to be funny like i feel like that like helps so much in like just like selling the comedy of it all and just like making those little choices that make you interesting to watch right and lead the viewer to watch you instead of maybe someone else yeah yeah so i feel like he does a really good job in like using everything that he knows of comedy right into this role even in the moments that aren't necessarily com- comedic yeah really cool i yeah i i feel like he really puts on a show i remember watching wrecked um mm-hmm. another recommendation from you and um yeah like he just plays like some weird guy in the first couple episodes but then he ends up going on a oh, journey God, a journey it reminds me a lot of um the white lotus uh it's um Armand, it's Murray Bartlett, plays him, and he just kind of starts as, like, some guy who, like, runs the hotel and slowly, like, devolves into, like, full-on insanity. Like, (laughs) I won't give anything away, but it was, like, a very similar journey. Yeah. And it's funny to me because it's always just, it's always just some random guy from the South (laughs) (laughs) who who does some weird shit and steals the show. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I thought he was incredible in this episode, um, and I'm really looking forward to uh, the journey that uh, he goes on in uh, season two of Our Flag yeah. Meets Death. Yeah. Um, so, um, Caitlin. That's me. Uh, how did the end of this episode treat you? I almost cried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get, I've watched this. Too many times to count. I lost count. I stopped counting at one point. Um, I really wish that, like, streaming services did, like, Spotify raps. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, your HBO Max wrapped. <laughs> and it's just like... There's you, something wrong with you. <laughs> you're mentally ill. <laughs> like, get some help. This is not therapy. Uh, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I've watched this so many times, but when High on a Rocky Ledge started playing, I was like, oh no. I didn't forget, but I forgot momentarily until like once the piano started playing, I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Really in it. And just like, I really liked the ending of this because like I said before, the change in flashback of like him being right next to his family and they all look like they're having a good time. You're just like wait what yeah <laughs> like what why did you leave then right um and then just him like like he's literally crying and there's this beautiful sunset and right. it's gorgeous and he's just like no my family's here now at sea and it's <laughs> like and you just see him like um just really like i loved seeing that moment of him just being like a like weakness like apart from everybody like oh don't show anybody your real feelings right right and like um keeping all like the actual like sadness and grief like locked away yeah um the way he uh like um like is you see him with his crew and like he's again such a dad to them and um i 
I believe it was uh, it was like Taika's idea to be like, oh, maybe he reads stories to the crew because he misses his kids, which I think is just such a cool detail to have. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, you could just see how much like he cares for them, and like I just really think it says like a lot about like how he might be able to like the way he communicates with his crew and cares about them, mm-hmm. but like doesn't do any of that like introspection on himself. Oh yeah. yeah. We love an, really cool. a completely unintrospective king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was yours? Um, I mean retweet. I feel like <laughs> I think that like the same thing, like I forgot that High in the Rocky Mountain Ledge plays at the very yeah. end and it's like an incredible song. Most certainly like at least in the top like ten on my Spotify rap this year, I think. Yeah. Because I mean also and we can talk about this more later, but like the use of music in this show, like I think this is something I've noticed a lot with newer shows too is like just knowing when to play what yeah like you don't look at me like that you're like where I thought you were where are you going with this (laughs) music Um, what's that (laughs) I don't know um like I I feel like there's in time in space there are a couple favorite like experiences for me with music Mm -hmm. in in the greater like film and, and television world okay it's I think top five well no I'll give you a top three okay. because then you're just gonna listen to me talk for the next like <laughs> hour but like it's definitely like probably um when uh Harry realizes he actually is in love with Sally yeah and on New Year's Eve and in um when Harry met Sally that's the movie if you didn't guess from the talk about <laughs> the two, two people. people yeah look it up um <laughs> And when Jonathan met Shirley, <laughs> it's actually about them, Jonathan yeah, and Shirley. That's who back. <laughs> but when he realizes that, and Frank Sinatra comes in with "It Had to Be You," yeah, it always gets me. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, and then maybe like, um, <coughs> sorry, now I'm. It makes me sick, <laughs> physically, physically ill. Sick. And then maybe like um, what we do in the shadows um, mm. when they play vampires. No vampires remain in Romania. Oh, it always gets me. But then like this is probably up there in the top yeah. like three is just the use of that song. No, it has to be. Never mind. Later that'll come up. Yeah. I remember another <laughs> song that plays later in the season, and I was like, wait, I'm never like, mind. Top three, are you sure? It's definitely top four because there's just something about like the piano and the sunlight and the sunset related to the sunlight <laughs> and, and like his like Reese's acting during that moment that really like hurts like because they could have played anything they could have played a song yeah. from like one of the background music. Well, I read this interview with the music supervisor whose name I'm completely blanking it's like on. Emma. I'm sorry. Um, it's something. I'll look it up later (laughs) i don't think it's emily but um where she was saying how she tried to get a lot of music that like isn't played before like there's a song that plays on later in the season yeah um where she was like i fought so hard against that song because it's used in so many different things but um it was funny because i'm like i've never heard the song before but um, <laughs> no, not I'm not I'm not talking about what you think I'm talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's it's episode nine one, but um, where she like fought hard against that one because she oh, wanted to make sure yeah. that it was something that like you oh. know here all the time and like because sometimes it's just like it's almost like a gimmick. I feel like 
if you yeah. play like really popular songs like okay of course yeah it's like but so i really liked that she used songs that like contextually made sense yeah but they then, weren't so well but known. like they weren't so well known that it took you out of it right it just added to the story that they were saying in in um princess diana's seasons of the crown i'll never forget they use um they use the edge of 17 um <laughs> they do when she's younger and that always sticks with me like that's one of those things it's like not one that they use often but it's so iconic that it mm-hmm. sticks and then all of a sudden like two months later it's a tiktok sound yeah um, and I really felt that way about um, some of the songs they used later in the season. Like, in a way, it's almost like it's not that those songs were like those songs were popular before; they just weren't used much in. Yeah. But it's this show that made them more popular, yeah. which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so very much agreed. Like, so yeah, I guess I guess to summarize, I went on a little bit of a spiel there, um, <laughs> just because I love so much like the use of music and mm-hmm. filmmaking, but. Um, I really, really liked that scene. I thought it tied everything together in a way that made me realize that, like, once and for all, that this isn't just going to be, like, a silly little show. It's going to be a little silly show that hurts me. <laughs> so, you know. I think what really wrapped it all up for me was all of the flags being flown at the end. Yes. Where that, like, I just feel like it, it showed that there's such, like, a family on that ship. Yeah. Like, it's like, I saw someone somewhere, and I can't remember who saw it. Sorry. Um, but it's okay. It was like, <laughs> thank you. <coughs> it was like, uh, it was like putting like all your children's artwork up on the fridge. Yeah. And that's like what Steve did with the crew. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, it's so sweet. Which made me like the first time watching and every other time since uh-huh. be like, oh, he loves them. Oh, yeah. He appreciates them. How sweet. Yeah. And then it ends and you're like, this is nice. But then like you watch it like more than once and you're like, this is emotionally devastating for me. Yeah, 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 That was, I think, probably for me the moment that I knew this show was going to be like a little more than just a pirate company. Company. It's a pirate company. It's a multi-level marketing scheme. They got me. They got me. Damn. Damn it. I get a DM. It's like, hey, girl, love your profile. (laughs) From David Jenkins himself. But that's what I've been doing to all my friends since I watched it. Hey, girl, I know we haven't talked in forever, but, like, may I introduce you to this show? (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, what I did. The ratings are going to be, like, you know how, like, the ratings for Lululemon leggings, Lulu Row leggings, sorry, wrong legging company, um, are always, like, they they break immediately. It's going to be, like, this show broke me immediately. Yeah. Bad. (laughs) You want some? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so a lot to look forward to this season. I feel like we've really got ourselves into some deep shit when we decided to revisit this is what I'm realizing. 100%, yeah. I'm ready to be absolutely emotionally devastated again. My therapist's name is Dana, and she's going to hear about this one. (laughs) Um, Oh, real quick, though. uh, Before I forget, when, speaking of, like, things that are, like, coming, like, later this season... Um, as far as like themes in this show, I noticed this time around, I never really paid attention to it, but, um, badminton says to Steed or like his crew or whatever, like, oh, like how many pirate crews can you obliterate before it just becomes a chore? And you can tell that like, he's getting bored with it. Yeah. And, um, how he doesn't want to go back to his ship yet. Yeah. Because like, he's just like, eh, it's a smelly old ship. I don't want to go back there. I know what to expect where like all of this was like so new to him. Yeah. Steed. I like that that idea of 
piracy becoming really boring to those who have been in it yeah. for a while was introduced yeah. in this episode. And I never noticed that beforehand. Yeah. I also like that it's very obvious that, like, Nigel's projecting. Like, he talks about how boring, like, being a pirate is. And he kind of says it nonchalantly, like, oh, whatever, I'm too good for this. But there also is this air of, like, well, here's a guy that's doing something completely different. I don't want you to step on this thing. <laughs> Come here. This is Manny, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think um, I think that's kind of funny, right? Yeah. That, like, and it, like, there's this guy, like, they're, they're clearly making fun of him, like, the English like Steve's yeah Steve's clearly being made fun of by Nigel but there's also this sense of like Nigel's life is so boring and dumb it's almost like and like also Steve is so different and it's so easy for people when they don't understand something to other them yeah and I also feel like it just shows how much of a like I guess like mask this kind of is for badminton because like he's just like yeah I'm this really cool like pirate captain or, or captain, but like yeah. English Navy person but I'm still bored yeah like, on the exactly. side, but he's not gonna tell you that because he wants you to think that he's cool yeah 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 so I think he's like kind of a cool little foil I guess right for what's coming for what's to come what's coming <laughs> tune in to find out um <laughs> everyone's like we already know <laughs> so it makes sense for us to close this episode down now i like how i did that like i was just we were ending like an like a pilates session i wasn't ready my hair got caught in my earrings <laughs> let's keep going. keep going um but i think it makes sense for us to close the episode um mostly so we can go watch the next one yeah um but also because we have a tier list that i want to get to um let's talk about our tiers what are our tiers um the first at the tippy top is I eat all of my house's drywall and the accompanying nails. Yes, that means it was really, really good. Like so a great, good. a great episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one down is made me mentally ill, affectionate. Yeah. Uh, then the third tier is neutral, like my pH level. Yeah, mid. Uh, the fourth level is made me mentally ill, foreboding. Yeah. You never know what's gonna happen. And then the last tier is Riverdale core. Yeah. And that just means it was, like, so shitty. It was, like, so shitty that it was camp. Yeah. Or that it was, like, so camp that it was, like, shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Riverdale core. Yeah. Um, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah. Um, it's all about having one guy from New Zealand that kind of goes apeshit. <laughs> I forgot he's from New Zealand, too. <laughs> Archie. Um. <laughs> okay. So, Caitlin, where does this episode belong in the tier list, do you think? Um, I think this episode, I, I want to put it in Made Me Mentally Ill Affectionate mm. because of, like, just, you know, mm. the consequences of starting this show. Uh-huh. But I almost feel like it belongs in uh, neutral, like, my pH balance. Okay. Because, or levels, because um, it's ju- it doesn't, like, make me go batshit insane. It just makes uh-huh. me go... Oh, I like this show. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna say it's neutral. Okay. So on neutral, it's on neutrals. On neutrals to Caitlyn list. <laughs> on neutrals to Caitlyn list. It's Riverdale core. <laughs> um, <laughs> so on your tier list, you're gonna put it in neutral, neutral yeah. like your pH. Like my pH. That's good news. Um, I'm gonna surprise everyone. I'm gonna say to me, this is like this episode made me eat all of my house's drywall. Yeah. And the accompanying nails. And I'll say why. Um, you know, I think 
pilot episodes they don't get a lot of credit most of the time because mm-hmm. it's like a one and done you kind of forget it like yeah. do you remember the pilot episode of iCarly I don't no. um <laughs> but this one I think what makes this one memorable and make me appreciate it more than I have on past watches is like the attention to detail the colors like mm-hmm. the the clear amount of love and affection that was poured into making it look the way it did um I really appreciated that like more than I think I ever have um does this mean that I'm gonna all of a sudden appreciate every episode and put every episode in that tier category I I really hope not (laughs) um I mean I'd love to but that just wouldn't be fair I think it's just that I love that this this episode gives it shows me what this show really is and who the people that made it really are um so that's why I'm gonna stick it I like it I approve. So, thank you for watching or listening to uh, this episode of Lit by Moonlight. Yay! Um, Now everyone can see how bad my posture is. (laughs) The entire time I'm like, finally! (laughs) Being perceived! You can see my curved spine. Um, So, um, if you watch along here on YouTube, then we encourage you to hit the subscribe button. I'm not going to point to where it is because I don't know. Or give us a like and then comment, but hopefully say something nice. If you say something mean, it'll hurt my feelings. It's just me in the comments being like, I'm really kind of sorry. She's rude. (laughs) I don't like her. Your earrings are ugly. No, but please do comment because we love engaging with people. And I also just like um, to know that we're doing a good job. (laughs) Now, if you are following along um, by listening to our podcast on Spotify or your favorite um, a streaming service for podcasts then please be sure to like us and rate us and um, reach out to us on social media and say nice things to us about our hair just our hair though just our hair though <laughs> Amberlynn's eyebrows were really nice thanks I know um, <laughs> so thank you for listening yay we will see you next week when we review episode 2 of our Foggy Stuff A Damned Man Bum, bum, bum. I'll show you a damn man. Bye. No, not bye. I'll show you a damn man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is the damned man in the room with us right now? <laughs> he ran away. <laughs> <laughs>